Hello. We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through His Word, He expresses His plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message. I want to speak to you this morning on what I would call found and lost. Found and lost. We grew up with all those lost and found things, but I want to speak to you about what I call found and lost. And I'll just stop asking you this morning whether you've ever, um, or maybe how far have you ever gone looking for something? How, um, we were just asking, um, earlier in the service about what you tend to lose the easiest and, um, I, 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 all the incredible answers from, from car keys to phones to remote controls to, your joy, your peace, your mind, your, you know, whatever. Uh, um, but, but how far have you gone looking for something? Um, I, I read in one of my books in secondary school, I think I remember one old literature book. I can't remember which exactly, but I remember the guy writing that a man who is desperately searching for his horse would search even in the roof. You know, that you can go to any extent looking for something. And, I, I, and I'm quite a victim of that many times because I grew up in a, in a family where I don't mean to cast my dad, but you know, every day we were either looking for a car key or looking for, you know, his office key or what. And so you would go to, I've checked inside tanks, inside refuse dumps, you know, what have you. Just looking for keys, looking for anything. At, at a point, there was a goat around the house, and I wanted to open the mouth to check because, like, you checked everywhere. Uh, maybe you swallowed it, you know. Um, but how far have you gone? Or, or have you been in one of those situations before where maybe you were even holding something and looking for it? So you were like holding your key, and then you were looking, 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 checked everywhere. And then you just were like, oh, you know, foolish me. Have you been um, that foolish before? Um, um, join me if you have. You haven't. You got your hand up today. Today. Wow. Incredible. Okay. I mean, it's like every day. So, so, um, I, I remember one of those mornings that we used to have this volunteers meeting on Tuesday morning in the church. Then my wife and I had a car at the time and, you know, we were rushing out early morning, 6.30 a.m. Um, volunteer meeting. We were rushing out that morning. And we had a daughter at the time. This was some years ago. Um, and then I remember us, you know, being all set. And then about her, where's the car key? And then we just couldn't find it. And then we started search everywhere. And of course, I was the guilty one because I come from a heritage, um, according to my wife, where we are always. And Dad, if you are watching this, I'm real sorry, but you know, this is what my wife says when you are not there. That it's a family. That it's a family cost. You know that we always. So I'm the guilty one here. We're looking for the key. And where did you leave it? You drove home yesterday, and we checked everywhere. And at the time, we only had one so we had to go where did you live and we checked everywhere everywhere i mean everywhere you know we poured fuel in the generator yesterday we opened the gen tank which i mean we checked everywhere the refuse dump everywhere you know we just couldn't find it so i remember having to just run out and say well i was to coordinate the meeting so i just told my wife i'll get an arrangement to get you to work and you know um, my daughter to school and then we just i just ran out jumped on a bike ran to the meeting you know got in late that morning and then just had to bone up so nobody would ask me why you know and stuff like that and then you know and that basically started a week-long search and so we 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 started the, we got back the next day the third day i think maybe four five days and we're already at that point where we'd have to get somebody to pull out the ignition and cut a new key and all of that and then one day i randomly go into the room and you know i'm just like there's this trouser that my wife had worn some days ago and I just randomly hear like a sound and I'm like no it can't be my wife because I've spent the last four or five days feeling guilty feeling bad I'm the one that drove the car last and all of that 
And then I just randomly touch it. And hey, babe, the car key is in your pocket. You know. I know that it takes God to keep a marriage. <laughs> you know. Especially at times like that. But, but today I want to preach out of John chapter 4. And it's this thing of, you know, looking for things and finding and, and what have you. And John 4 is a story that you probably know about the Samaritan woman. I'm sure you know this story. About the Samaritan woman who Jesus met at a well and, you know, was told Jesus, I've been married to five men. And, oh no, Jesus told her, I've been married to five and the one you're with now is, is not your husband and all of that. So you know the whole story and you know the whole conversation. I won't, I won't exactly stop to read it all now, but, but when I when I think about this story, um, I think about a woman who is really on a search. Talk about somebody who is on a search, and I think about this woman. What she, she's on a search for relationships. She's gone through five husbands. She's she's now shacking up with a sixth guy. She's on a search for maybe for a relationship that would work. But in that moment, we meet her with her water pot at the well. She's on a search for water, and maybe as she starts to talk with Jesus, and he's talking to her about living water, and maybe now she's even on a search for living water, or maybe in some sense she's all alone by the well. She's on a search for company, or maybe even in a deep person she's talking to jesus and saying our father's worshiped here and where's the place of worship maybe she's even more than that even on a search for answers you know but maybe all of that is still surface if we go beyond the surface things maybe we'll find that she's on a search for acceptance because um, um she's samaritan and you know there's a lot of you know racism and all of that in this day but but talk about racism and you're talking about a samaritan i'm sure this woman was leading a protest with with placards like all lives matter she was she was on the front line i've been i've been marginalized she was she was on a search for acceptance and maybe more than that she was on a search for love after what what do you do after six failed relationships you know talk about it <laughs> you know and i'm not going to talk about my wife please please <laughs> But we'll talk about six failed relationships. I mean, she definitely was in some way or the other in a search for love. You know, you start to wonder, can I ever be loved? There's no love in the world. You start to, to blog and tweet and do all of that. There's no love in the world. Um, I also think that in some sense, she was on a search for attention. You know, I, I, if you know what, if you've ever met anybody who is in a search for attention, you know, I, and I think this is all over the world, you know, maybe you're just randomly on like an ATM queue, and then, you know, there's just that person behind you, ah, why are the machines slow these days? Why, why is it not dispensing? What bank card are you using? Please, how does my bank card affect you? You know, just stay on the line, you know, it's called a search for attention, you know. Maybe more than that, she was in a search for healing. Because I, I think every one of those relationships left a stamp and a scar and, you know, maybe more than that, she was in a search for meaning. What is life all about? We just keep going in these circles and I think she was in a search for meaning. Maybe more than that, she was in a search for herself. Because there's, there's this sense in which when you've done life and you've been so strained and all of this has happened, you finally find, maybe I'm even looking for myself. I, I don't even know who I am. I'm just hiding from even my own shadow. You know, and, and, and I think as I read this scripture today, I think that this woman perfectly depicts our generation. I think she perfectly depicts the things that we search for. I, I think she perfectly depicts, um, you know, where the world is and the search in our world. And so here is Jesus engaging with this woman and in my mind he's just like eating boiled ground nuts you know just cracking it and then you know she's saying give me living water and then he just no oh sorry that was wrong because the bible says he was hungry and they went to buy food but but just imagine with me for a moment like because that's the kind of question he asks and so he's just in that thoughtless moment of go and call your husband like i really don't you know and then the woman says to him i have none and and that's verse 17 the woman said i 
have no husband. <laughs> and as I read those words this morning, so Jesus says, go and call your husband and come. And he just looks away. And then the woman says, I have no husband. I think this is as resisting as I've ever seen of the urge to Shalai. You know, that, that they say, go and call your husband. There's a story to that. But she just leaves it as, I have none. I have no husband. And then you're like, okay, that's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> And, and truly as I think about it It's not easy for the woman here Because I don't know about you if you've ever been in An uncomfortable conversation where You just kind of wanted The, the topic to change Like can we stop talking about this So you were around some of your classmates And you had been talking about soccer You had been talking about stuff Then they started talking about um, CGPA And you're just like oh, can, we just, can we just talk about politics Politics, politics. Who, is, who is the current minister of steel and science you know, can we just change the topic? That's, that's the way it felt for the woman. Like, why are we talking about my husband here? This is a basic conversation about water. You talking about you having living water? Is that not basic enough? So why are we talking about my husband here? But but Jesus kind of presses presses the conversation a little. And he says, um, in verse 17, he says, Jesus said to her, when she says, I have no husband, Jesus says, oh, you have said well that I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And the one whom you have now is not your husband. And so in that, you actually spoke truly. <laughs> you know? And then, so she just says to him immediately in verse 19, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Now, now let's talk about something prophetic. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. If you don't change it, I'll change it. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Can we just like talk about worship? I mean, if you're this spiritual, can we just talk about worship and the, the dynamics and the, you know, the, the, in fact, if, if, if worship is not good enough, we can start talking about celestial beings and terrestrial. If you really want to be spiritual, right? And then she says, let's talk about worship, but you read on and Jesus says, no, you must, shall I? No, we must get to the root of this, your gallivanting around men. We must get to the root of it. And then Jesus starts to ask her, so your first husband, Justice, what led to the quarrel? Or in fact, let's even leave Justice. Jephthah, the second one, what caused the immediate and remote circumstances of the break of the marriage? Or you think I don't know about Janina? You think I don't know about, you know, come and shall I, come, come and explain. I, I mean, I think maybe she had the thing of, I just want to get married to Jay guys. Justice, Jephthah, Janina. <laughs> but but see this is this is my deal this morning. of course Jesus didn't say that okay that, that, I'm, I'm going to land anymore. but this is my deal this morning we live in a world that is looking for explanations and answers we have all these questions happening in our mind and you know but maybe your life even this morning as we speak maybe your life this morning is even in all those searches and if you, you think about the woman looking for healing, looking for meaning looking for water, looking for sustenance looking for, for, for a living, you know, I just want to earn a living I just want to make my life work maybe your life is in all those searches this morning maybe you even have questions that nobody is answering maybe you are in all the why me's and why then and why's and you know what next and you know questions maybe maybe even questions that are noble questions of purpose and questions of what i would do with my life maybe in all of that this morning 
But you see, Jesus did something amazing as I read the scripture. You see, Jesus didn't press in that place. And, and when this conversation of your husband and, you know, what you don't have and all of that. But Jesus didn't even press down. And as she says, let's talk about worship. And Jesus just budges in. And then they start to talk about worship. But I, I kind of just see that Jesus was just leading her to what was her real search. And so, by verse 25... The woman suddenly starts to say these words. She says, you know what? I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all these things. And and so Jesus just leads her to that point of where can you find the answers? Where can you find the hope? Where can you find the healing? Okay, you think it's a a new, let's change topic and change all of that. And for some of us, it's not even just changing topics. It's, it's changing career lines. It's, it's, it's because we're searching for something. We're running away from something. We're changing all those things. And then she finally gets to that point where she says, you know what? I know that Christ would reveal these things to us. And then Jesus says, this is the point. This is the point I wanted to get you to. So Jesus says in verse 26, I who speak to you, I'm he. I am he. I am he. And I just pray this morning that in the midst of all the searching and all that's going on in the world and maybe in your world, I pray this morning that in a new way you would be hearing those words, Jesus looking at you and saying, I am he. Because you've been looking for healing, meaning, purpose, drive, what, breaking up, um, help from the past. But Jesus looks at this woman in the midst of all her searching and he says those words, I am he. And you know, as he says those words, something happens. I'm like, what did you just say, Jesus? Because suddenly her life just takes a twitch, a whole new meaning. The same woman who had been in all this running away, who had been in all this longing and questioning and holding her water pot. In that moment, verse 28 says that the woman left her water pot and ran back into the city and began to say to all the men, come and see a man, come and see a man. And you know, as I read those words, I'm like, the, the very thing that represented her thirst. So you met this woman on the road carrying her water pot and this was the very thing that represented her thirst and it, it was a, it was the very thing that represented her longing. So, so she would meet you and say, I'm going to look for water again because this is the longing of my life and you know, it's like I'm going again and I'm thirsty, I'm longing. Maybe for you it's more than just something natural, it's in your soul. And then the Bible says that in those words, I am he. The Bible says the woman dropped her water pot and realized there's something more to life. And I was thinking about it this morning, about how that there's a generation that is embracing the water pots, but is missing the revelation of Jesus. There's a generation that is trying to refill the water pots again and again and again. And we are missing those words, I am he. We, we, we think it's about filling the water pot one more time. We think it's about the next thing that would happen. We've, we've chased shadows. We've chased all these things. Like, let one more thing happen. But we are missing Jesus. The world is kind of set up to just keep inclining us in this direction of embracing the urgent and forgetting the important. And so, Jesus just sits by the well patiently and we just feel, no, you know what is urgent? What is urgent is that I'm thirsty right now. But I just want to say this morning that, because we think many times that it's it's about finding the explanations for, for the failed relationships. We think it's about 
you know, one more strategy to deal with the pressure. We think it's about an answer for a situation in the world. And we even, I, I thought about this woman in that moment where Jesus says, you know, when she wants to introduce the worship subject, it was incredible to me that the woman says, you know what, our ancestors said. And I'm like, wait a minute, here you are battling with questions of your ancestors. <laughs> like how far are you taking your problems in life? Questions of your ancestors. And many times, maybe you're in those situations where you think it's because of what my father did. It's because of what that generation. It's, it's questions that are lingering down. So here I am like a victim. But Jesus says, I am here. I just want to say to us this morning, church, and remind you, and I'm going to land this in just a moment. Watch, I'm going somewhere. That Jesus is still God's answer in every generation to the ultimate questions of humanity. I believe that we are still needing of Jesus. Jesus is still God's answer. And he says those words, I am he. Those beautiful words, I am he. I believe that Jesus is still God's answer to the ultimate questions of humanity. And so this is, this is my, my, my advice to you this morning. If you're taking notes wherever you are, write this down. If you're taking notes in our church, we believe that's notable. If you don't take notes, that's notorious. Fantastic. Write this down. Don't be worried about the flies around the dead body. Get the body alive. Don't be worried about the flies around the dead body. This is how God thinks. This is how God talks to us. So I know there are all these things, these many things, these many things. But God says, first of all, this is a question of life. This is a question of Jesus. This is not, first of all, a question of your job, of your family, of the relationship that broke. We need to come to that point where our search and all those things leads us to hear those words, I am he. Uh, There's poverty in the world, children are dying, sickness, racism First of all, we need to hear those words I am here I know you're broken, I know you're hurt But listen, don't deal with the dead, the flies on the dead body First of all, get the body alive Jesus is still God's answer He is the way, the truth and the life He is still God's answer in this day and in this age Maybe you're there and you're struggling with things. Maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe your relationship is struggling. Maybe maybe your business is struggling. Maybe there are all those things you need answers to. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. That first of all, you need to come to that point where you are hearing those words, I am he. You need to know it's not first of all about refilling the water pot. It, I mean, it, it didn't even make it didn't even make traveling sense to me. Because if the woman had traveled all the way from the city to the well... And then she had gotten to the well and she's in this incredible conversation where this guy is talking about living water and all of that. Now, if she wants to run back to the city, even to call the men, it's okay. But traveling wisdom says, refill the water pot and travel with it. But the Bible says in that revelation of who Jesus is, nothing else even mattered. She left the water pot, traveled all the way, and her life started to make sense. This was a new revelation. This was that point where you get to where you realize it's not about the things of this world. It's not about what you give me. It's not about what am I saw. It's not about what they did. It's not about, it's about the revelation. It's not about the people who hurt me. It's not about a parent that let me down. It's, it's not about somebody that abused me. It's not about, no, it's about Jesus and that revelation where he says to me, I am he. When we start to find that he is God answer to every question in humanity 
And in Luke chapter 18, as I start to make ready to land this thought, I, I, I'm, I'm going somewhere and that's going to be my landing. But in Luke chapter 18, the Bible says about how Jesus from verse 35, Jesus is coming, passing through Jericho. And then there's this blind man called Bartimaeus who is crying out and screaming and saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that the crowds around him began to say, be quiet, be quiet. And, you know, just keep quiet and sit down in there. And suddenly I realized about how maybe this is where we live as a generation. That there is, there's a generational voice that tries to tell us because Bartimaeus suddenly sensed that, you know what, I'm blind and I can't see, but I'm kind of hearing some movements and I sense Jesus. And, and he began to ask the people, what does this sound I'm hearing mean? And they said, Jesus is somewhere around, he's passing. The Bible says that he began to cry. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And there's a generation where we are having desire in our hearts for the real things. But there's a generation all around that started to say to him, be quiet. Be quiet. I mean, I know you are into the Jesus thing, but but be quiet. Um, don't, don't go too far. Don't be too loud. Don't be offensive. Uh, I know he means a lot to you. I know you have all this desire. And there's this thing welling up in our hearts about who he is. And you know, Bartimaeus sensed the moment because Jesus was passing through and he was never going to come back. He was on his way to the cross. Bartimaeus sensed that this is a Jesus moment that I've longed for for all my life. This is my chance to be encountering him. This is my chance for Jesus. And he began to cry out. But I think we still deal with this, that in the midst of our pain and our problem and our blindness sometimes, that there's a generation that, that, that tries to tell us that, you know what, it's not really about Jesus. Don't, don't stress about that. There's a generation that tells us, just sit down in those blind garments, those beggarly garments, and just sit in it. There's a generation that is kind of set up to make us feel that everything else is important. Because, you know, Bartimaeus was shouting for the last two weeks. Nobody told him to keep quiet. But in that moment when he was shouting for Jesus, it's like, hey, you're a nuisance. And I think that's kind of the way our generation is set up. And I was thinking about it this morning, about how many of us have longings in our hearts. We're dealing with stuff. And I, and I said this morning, I'm speaking to you on found and lost. Because I think that because of the way our generation is set up, we, we start to lose what we have found. Because we think it is about the things we are looking for. And so we don't realize that what God calls us to is to be finding Jesus and through him finding all the answers of life. God doesn't call us to say there are 1,000 questions in life and Jesus is one of them. No, God calls us to say Jesus is the revelation of life. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. What we need is to find him and through him be finding all the answers in life. I think that's what Bartimaeus found out. And then he said, you know what, I'm not going to miss a Jesus moment when it comes to a passion, a cry out. And, and that's what I'm going to lead us to do in a moment. The team will, 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 will lead us to begin to sink, set a fire in my heart. And, and like a cry out for Jesus. And Bartimaeus says, look, I, I need him. I, I can't miss this. This is the answer to my longing. This is what I have longed for. There is something in my soul that realizes it's not about the circles I'm traveling. And so today I'm saying to us, People who are believers everywhere this morning, don't underestimate what it means to have found Jesus. 
Don't let the world make you throw away what you have found because of what you are looking for. Don't underestimate what it means to have found Jesus. And I'm saying to people this morning who are longing, who are, maybe you're not even a believer this morning, maybe you're not a Christian, you're not a follower of Jesus, maybe you're just doing life for what it, what it throws at you, maybe, maybe you just feel like, you know, the Samaritan woman this morning, you've tried one, trying one more, looking for meaning. I'm saying to you this morning that the point that I believe God would want to lead you up to is that point not to find explanations. And I know you have all this urge in your heart to be explaining what went wrong. And, but I believe God is leading you to that point where you just realize it's Jesus I need. That it, it, it's that revelation where he says, I am he. I am he. And I pray this morning that we would be so longing for that. I pray this morning that we would not give in to a generation that, that brings us to lose the ultimate answer that we hold because of the new questions that we face. And, and I know there are contemporary questions. I know there are all these new things happening and, and what have you. But I pray this morning that we'll be holding ultimate answers. Because you know what you would find ultimately as I, as I read this story and this is where I'm going to land this morning. You know what you're going to find ultimately this woman had tried six relationships she had she had gone from one moved to the next and of course there was always a reason to live of course there was always what looked like the immediate cause and what i can't stand and you know there was always where we don't agree there was always the reason to live but what you would find is that she really wasn't looking for the right man she was looking for jesus that maybe maybe you are in all these frustrations of life and you feel oh i'm looking for for the right man for the right woman, for the right job, for the right, you know, for the right opportunity. Maybe what you would find is, you're not really looking for the right opportunity, you're looking for Jesus. It is when we find Jesus that the opportunity he puts in our hands becomes the right one. When I find Jesus, then my marriage can be right. When I find Jesus, then my business can be right. I can wake up every day saying, this is the day. The day is right because I found Jesus. I don't need one more thing to change in the climate. I don't need one more thing to even change in the atmosphere. The day is right because I found Jesus. It's a day to wake up. It's a day to be alive. It's a day to be full of faith and to be full of hope because I have found Jesus. Friends, I pray we will not throw away the answers we have because of the new questions and through him we can start to find all the answers of life we can start to find how he's given us revelation and a fresh meaning in every circumstance and i know there are journeys to work i know there are journeys of healing and i know there are journeys of of you know life and of purpose to discover and to walk but but what i'm saying to you friends is that no other foundation can any other man lay except that which is laid which is christ jesus the only foundation that we can begin to build our lives out of is that foundation that is christ jesus this is where we start this is what we build our lives on and i pray this morning that like bartimaeus you're going to have a fresh hunger i pray this woman that like this morning that like the woman at the well there's going to be a cry in your heart that that says you know what can i just forget about the water pots for a moment can i forget about the pressures and everything i'm dealing with and can i just be praying this morning and saying god set a fire in my heart for you can i be praying this morning and say god give me a new revelation for you let something in my heart be touching out and i just want more of you i just want to know you in a new expression expression again today 
And I pray, friends, that we're not going to live in a world that tries to distract us and just go with that. But I pray this morning that we're going to embrace him for who he is. In Jesus' name. Or maybe you're blind this morning. Maybe you're walking through all these circumstances this morning. But I pray you won't be silent. I pray you're going to have a voice that cries out. That says there's something that either I need to find or I have found, which is Jesus. And in just a moment, if you're there and you say, hey, I haven't found Jesus. I'm going to be right back in a moment to make an invitation and ask you to surrender the lordship of your life to Jesus. I'm believing that today will be that day when like the Samaritan woman, you will hear those words. And it will put a new definition to all of your life. I pray today will be that day when you would hear something that will put a fresh meaning in your heart and i pray this morning for people who already know jesus who already are followers of jesus i pray this morning that he's going to well up a desire as we're going to worship that he's going to say set a fire i pray that there's going to be a passion that will be touching on your heart for who he is this morning that something is going to spark in your heart there's going to be a burden of a fire in your heart something that will propel you to say there's an answer i have even in a world full of questions there's an answer that i have and i'm not going to lose it in jesus name amen come on let's Worship. Set a fire out in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire. to find a hunger again. Maybe you've just felt thirsty for the water pot, thirsty for the water, thirsty for meaning, thirsty for purpose. And, you know, it's just about all those things, all those accomplishments. And, you know, I, I want people to really be hungry for Jesus this morning. Why don't you take a moment this morning and pray? Come on. Take a moment this morning and pray. Let something in your heart just long. I don't know where you are this morning, wherever you are. I want you to pray. I want you to be longing. I want there to be desire. I want people to be like Bartimaeus this morning saying, Jesus, son of David, I call out, I call out. When last did you feel that touch on your heart? When last did you feel his presence in you? When last did you just, you just have a stirring up in your soul? When last did you? I want you to pray this morning, Jesus, I need something fresh. Jesus, I need you. 
I need you. And I know I think many times I need money. I think many times I need a job. I think many times I need a relationship. I know you do, but but this morning I just want you to first of all find God's answer. Come on, I want people to pray. I want people to pray. When last did you feel that touch of heaven in your soul? When last did you sense his presence? Jesus, I pray this morning that your presence will be so real by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just pray for people this morning. Come on, somebody, pray where you are. Come on. I want to give you all of 60 seconds, okay? I want you to pray. I want there to be a longing. I want there to be a cry. Come on. Oh, Jesus, we need you. We need you. Oh, when last did you just lift your hands and say how much you're longing for him? When last did, did you just feel his presence? When last did the tears flow down your eyes? When last did you just sense him in a very personal way? When last was it more than just a song? When last was it more than just a service? Today's that day when his presence will come real again. Today's that day when you will sense his voice. Today's that day when you would hold him in a very personal way. Yes, Jesus. If you have embraced the urge to begin to find explanations for all the things that happened in your life, all, all the, the letdowns and what they did, and maybe you're hurt, maybe you're bitter, but today's that day to just allow Him by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we hold on to you this morning. Oh, let it not be a story of what we found and we lost because of what we were looking for. But let it be a story today of what we found and we held. What we found and we refused to let go of. In a world that says keep quiet, we refuse to be quiet. In a world that says you're too much about the Jesus stuff, we refuse to be silent. Yes, Jesus. And I know there are questions you're going to wake up to on Monday morning. But it's so beautiful that you already wake up with God's ultimate answer. He's the one that said, I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Come on, somebody. Yeah, let everyone hear your heart. Let everyone hear your heart this morning. You know, it's so beautiful that as Bartimaeus began to cry out of God, the Bible says Jesus stopped. I know the generation was saying, be quiet. But Jesus stopped and said, call. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? I feel like God is just calling you closer this morning. God is calling people closer this morning. God is calling people closer. When last did your heart really touch those depths of worship? When last did you? Is it the day you got filled with the Holy Ghost 10 years ago? When last did you just sense His presence? Come on. Can we just begin to worship Him this morning? In a real personal way. Come on, just worship Him this morning. Come on. Let heaven hear your heart. Come on, put a, put a voice to it this morning, people. Put a voice to it this morning. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Oh, I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Come on, right where you are. Don't be silent, somebody. Don't be silent. This is a moment. Don't be silent. I worship you in my joy and in my pain. Come on, don't be silent, somebody. Let heaven hear your heart this morning. Come on. I Worship you even when I can't explain. Yeah, that's it. We worship, we worship you, God. Come on. I worship, I worship you, God. In my joy and in my right here, right now. I'm not waiting for 
for tomorrow. I'm not waiting to feel the water pot. I'm not waiting to find the next relationship. I about all the things and everything that our questions, our longings we're just cranky sometimes <laughs> you have loved us with an everlasting love you have gone all the way and then we just get cranky about Monday mornings, about Tuesday nights, but today we repent and we just come this morning celebrating what we have found in you, we come this morning celebrating who you are to us and I pray this morning for people that don't know Jesus in a personal way. I'm going to make an invitation in just a moment, God. But I pray this morning that you're going to give people the courage to say yes to you. I pray this morning for brothers, sisters everywhere listening to me this morning who can't confidently say they're in the right place with you, God. And maybe they're looking for meaning. Maybe they're hurt. Maybe they've been let down. Maybe life is tough right now. Uh, maybe, maybe they're even on a high. Maybe they're cruising, but they don't know you. And God, I pray this morning that you'll be showing them their need of you. And Lord, that in a personal way uh, that you would be convicting them, God, to, to say yes to you. I pray, Lord, that as we engage these conversations in our life groups as a church family everywhere, I just pray, oh God, that you'll be making it real to us, God. And we thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now, this morning, I want to make an invitation to, for people who don't know Jesus in a personal way. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If that's you and you say you're speaking to me, I, I want this to be your moment. I want you to take your chance. I want you to say yes to Jesus. And um, maybe you're not born again. You haven't consciously made that decision to surrender the Lordship of your life to Jesus. You don't know him in a personal way. You can't say you're born again. It's fine that you can be honest. We're a great big family of faith everywhere we're gathered. And we really believe this morning. We're praying for you. We're believing that today will be the day when you would say yes to Jesus. And, you know, you'd, you'd have that new beginning. You'd, you'd hear those words, I am he. I'm the answer to all that you've been looking for. I am he. That's, that's what you, he wants you to hear him say to you this morning. So if that's you and you say you're speaking to me, I just want you to put your right hand on your chest as an, as an act of surrender and of faith and as a mark of your decision. And don't just think it in your mind. Put that hand on your chest. Today is that day. 
Are you ready? And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. We're all going to say together as a great big family of faith everywhere. And when you say these words with faith in your heart, with belief in your heart, God hears you right now. He knows you. It's the Holy Spirit nudging you. Please answer him. Please say yes to him this morning. Now say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, come to you today I come to you today because you made a way for me to come you you made a way for through, me the to come death, through the death, the burial, the burial and the resurrection, and the resurrection of, your son, Jesus. of your son, Jesus. Say, I believe with all my heart all my that heart. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's, He's God's answer He's God's God's for humanity's for deadness. deadness. Say, today, today I, receive Jesus I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Savior and my Lord. And my Lord. Say, I give everything. I give to follow you say please forgive me of the past and give me a whole new start that I will live for you I will stand for you now say fill me with your grace fill me with your spirit and I'll never be the same say this one day I'll be with you in heaven in Jesus name amen amen incredible you just got born again you just got saved that's a miracle that just happened in your life we're so excited about it we are so pumped about that this morning. And guess what? We'd love to share in your joy. If you made that decision, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to share in your joy. I want you to just follow that link on your screen, sycamore.church slash Jesus. We want to know about your decision. We want to be praying for you. We want to help you take those first steps in your walk with God. But we're so excited and pumped about it. We are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We really hope you found it to be a blessing. To find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulokwe Moody, please visit our website, www.sikamore.church. That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church. Or on Facebook and YouTube at Sikamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sikamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.